Malcolm Forbes once said that failure is success if we learn from it. Tune in twice each month to The Shelley Show as co-host marketers Shelley Iverson and Nate Ebert interview successful business owners who share their failing forward marketing strategies and learn how to master digital marketing, Google Ads, and SEO. Let's go to work. Hello, everybody. This is Nate Ebert. And I'm Shelly Iverson. And together we are co-hosting The Shelly Show. And the topic that we are going to be going over for this podcast is essentially failing upwards. <laughs> now, I've done that in my life quite a bit. But essentially what we're doing in terms of like the podcast style, what we're going to be going over and discussing, is just how successful business owners now experienced failures in their past and what they really did to overcome them. So today, we're just going to start off by me just talking with Shelly, seeing what she's had in her business career that she could really use as an example for you know businesses that she works with just because we all fail it happens but what we learn from it and lessons that we grow from it is a really important part so just kind of starting off here and just diving right in Shelly what is the biggest failure that you would really consider having a huge impact on you well, you know, Nate, that's really fun and interesting to talk about, you know, and as I was thinking about talking on this podcast, I was like, well, what do I really want to share with everybody about what I failed at? I mean, come on, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, yeah, so I was thinking about it when you asked me and I thought, well, one of the things that you don't think about when you start a business, you think about, okay, I love doing this. I love painting or I love, you know, creating things or I love, you know, painting cars or creating something. And so you, you love this craft that you're doing. And you're thinking, well, I'm so good at it. And people are like, you're good at that. That painting's great. You should sell that. So you start making these paintings and you start selling them. But now it's turning into a business. Now, how do you manage that business, right? So it's not only just like you're doing your craft anymore. Now it's turning into income, which eventually turns into a business. And now it's another entity. Okay. So now what are you thinking about? You're thinking about, oh, geez, I love doing social media because I'm a social media guru. That's what I do. I love marketing. I'm fucking fabulous at it. And so, okay, I start doing this and people are like, oh, hey, I want this, I want that and the other. But then now I got to create a business. So what do you think of when you create a business? You think of things like, well, I got to do my taxes and I got to do advertising, my own advertising. I got to do my own branding. I got to do, you know, um, you, you got to do your own marketing and you got to do your own, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I can think of it top of my head, but what I failed at, and I feel like I failed at, is the bookkeeping part. You know, I don't love bookkeeping, <laughs> you know? And you don't think about that kind of stuff when you're sitting there and you're painting a picture or you're putting um, a room together or you're remodeling a house and you love remodeling or you love building furniture with wood. You don't think about oh, gee, I, now I have to keep books on this, right? I mean, yeah, you have your household books, and not everybody loves that, right? I don't love that. So 
bookkeeping was a little bit of a, of a hardship for me. So here I am, I'm, I'm doing what I can and um, my business is coming in pretty rapidly um, in my first year and I file taxes, you know, just file taxes, just like a normal person would file taxes. Well, I'm sorry to say, but I started getting letters from the IRS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's panic button. So then what do you do? You're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm, I thought I was doing good at this. You know, I thought I was good. And, and no, I'm good at what I do, but the bookkeeping, hmm. So you get this letter in the mail. It's from the IRS. First of all, I don't want to open up a letter from IRS. I just don't. Your heart starts palpitating, you know, you just start sweating from your brow. It's like, oh my God, no, I don't want to open this. And I open the letter and it's just something that you have to correct. You know, they just ask you, you know. But um, my books weren't in place. So I mean, it just, it just, it was that stressful for me. Okay. And I did end up straightening up, but I didn't, but in order to straighten it up, I needed somebody that, that knew more about bookkeeping and knew about taxes more than I did at a business level. Yeah. At a personal level, I didn't have a problem. I mean, uh, yeah, that was easy. You know, a couple of W-2s in there, maybe a 1099 here and there, and you're all set to go, you know. But, um, but when it comes to business taxes, you know, I had all the expenses and I have all this and, you know, my employees and whatever else I had coming in. And... Um, so what I did then is I started looking at um, bookkeepers and slash accountants that I could work with. Now, when you're a business owner and you're and you're beginning off, you start beginning. It's not necessarily that most affordable thing because it can really be an expense. But at this time, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm being choked. I'm just like, I'm scared. You know, I don't want to go to jail. You know. I was thinking, oh my God, do I go to jail? You know, that's the first thing people think when they think of IRS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really do. And so I started talking to people in my network and um, I got I got hooked up with a person that did bookkeeping and they also did taxes. Okay. And I gave them my books and I said, you know, I, I know I screwed up and I showed them the letters and they, and they look at the letters and they just kind of roll their eyes at me like it's nothing. Really? Oh, it's kind of like when you first start driving. Okay. And you get your first speeding ticket. We, we all remember our first speeding ticket, by the way. I still remember the fear and where I was for that. Exactly what happened, where I was. So, okay. For you when your first IRS came in. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, the, so the seasoned IRS professionals are like, whatever, yeah. this is nothing. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. And I had all the all the stuff for it. It's just that I didn't have it in line with the bookkeeping okay. part. And I, you know, categorizing and putting it in the um, the. I was using QuickBooks at the time online, which is a whole nother thing. And mm -hmm. and I just thought, you know, you just put it in QuickBooks and you run a report and you're good. And I know that sounds kind of naive, but I mean, really, that's what I thought about QuickBooks. It's online. You put stuff in. You print out a report. You file it. You're good. Yeah. But that's not, <laughs> that's not what you do. So then it sounds like um, just kind of picking apart what you were saying there a little bit, just getting a little bit deeper. So it sounds like the more successful you were getting, the, the it kind of was building up to that because before then you were thinking, this is great. I've got money coming in. I've got customers. I've got clients. Then the bigger success you were seeing there, 
the bigger that failure was kind of building up a little bit, right? Because you have things that you're not taking care of just because, hey, I'm putting it into the QuickBooks, right? I think this is done. You know, this is, it's over. This is the online program. How did you kind of like backtrack a little bit and just start really kind of inputting that information from clients that maybe, because I think this was a year process for you where you were kind of figuring out like at the end of the year, like, oh shit, like this is something that I have to do and I don't know how to do it. So how did you kind of go back like through, because I think that retracing your steps and really helping fix that can help in a variety of different ways. So like if once your business is getting a little too big, how do you then kind of shrink that down to that one problem and just focus on that? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting question. And, and what, what I thought of right away, you know, I was like, I didn't save receipts. You know, everyone's like, save your receipts, save your receipts. And I, I didn't, but I'm an online business. So, I mean, everything of mine is digital. Okay. So I talked to the bookkeeper and I talked to, you know, um, bookkeeper slash um, accountant. And I was like, how am I going to remedy this? I don't know. This is a year's worth of data that I have to come up with and and track, you know, all this stuff that I, you know, it was already in QuickBooks. And I thought, well, it's already there, right? Okay. So, you know, it's hooked up to all my bank accounts and it's hooked up to, you know, I use PayPal and it's all hooked up to everything like that. But... Um, but you know, my accountant's like, no, you need, you need some, you need the receipts. You need to see where this is coming from. I had to go in and just annually go in and get the digital receipts and download those or print them off and give them to, you know, him. And, um, he managed to scrape it, scrape it all up. But after that, now I save every receipt that ever comes in, everything that I do, I save. I have an accountant um, slash bookkeeper now who's absolutely fabulous. She's so awesome. It's a different one than I had before because my business has grown a lot more. And she's strictly business, and he was personal in business. But um, so now, now it's just really important to save all of those receipts. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you go out to eat and you don't think you're going to need that receipt. Save it anyway. Okay. You know. And so what I do is now I have uh, I have a bookkeeper, but I also have. Um, um, an assistant, admin assistant to file the receipts to. Okay. So like I keep filed, like I keep separate files, like in my emails and I take those digital receipts and not only do I forward those along or print them out for my bookkeeper, but I also file those into a file saying 2020, um, taxes, okay. you know, so that's how I work with it. Now backtracking, I had to track down everywhere that I used or bought anything that was business related. Wow. Yeah. So it was really super stressful for me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then kind of segueing there, then that's that you, you brought up a lot of good points there and oof, I, 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 if I had to go back and backtrack and figure out where I was, but like going through my Chase Bank statements, like, oh my God, where did where did I pay for this for business? That sort of thing. I can only imagine <laughs> going through that. But I, w- I was just kind of thinking that like that kind of does actually a pretty good way of almost showing that you're right. This the story, like, while it's not necessarily related to marketing and our podcast kind of focuses a little bit more on that niche, like, um, layer of the business, I guess would be a good way of putting that. That does highlight something that you did that really helped change it, which was you found a specialist. You found somebody that knew books. That's their job. You know, you found somebody that is an administrative assistant. That's their job. You're the head of the company. You're the person that 
you're amazing at marketing, especially on social media, you know, pretty much whatever you want to do digitally, you can do on marketing. That's your focus. That's your strength. But finding somebody that where books is their strength is excellent. So when you like are helping others with their social media, it's almost like you're that person coming in for their books. Only it's social media, <laughs> you know, it's like they're marketing. So you're that person then that kind of can come in and be that person that's like taking care of their accounting or even like almost like the equivalent of an administrative assistant, but for social media. Does that kind of make sense? So like you're positioning, you've positioned yourself as that specialist to come in, take care of business where I personally, I am just absolutely flat out not good at the little details. I'm a big picture guy. I am absolutely, you give me an idea or something that I need to create, I will run with it. It's the details that get me. <laughs> so I need someone to kind of help with that. And that's what you offer essentially mm -hmm. through your service, right? Yeah, and that's exactly right. It's like, I think a smart business owner, as I get to be smarter and get to grow bigger, I think a smart business owner acknowledges what they're not good at. And when you really realize that you're not good at something or just, you know, say, you know what, I'm not good at bookkeeping. So this isn't going to be my, you know, I need to focus on what I'm good at in my business. So, you know, just branch that out to somebody else, you know, um, what we're good at. Yeah, we're good at um, social media marketing and management. Definitely. I mean, that's really what we're founded on digital um, online presence stuff. That's great. We we license the phrase online presence optimization. That's ours at Shelly Social Media. Um, you know, we 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 uh, that's a hashtag we own, and um, that that was something that we built off of. You know, so that's we focus on a lot of that now. So like, if there's other areas, there's other areas of our um, business that we aren't great at, and like videography, we partner with other companies for videography. Okay. So I mean, we're not. We're not that we're not great at it. We know how to do it. We know how to edit. But I mean, to be great at it and to offer it to somebody, you need to know what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And one of the weaknesses was um, as a business owner for me is is bookie. I'm not great at it. So um, if anybody ever wants me to do their books, uh, I'll tell you my bookkeeper's name. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's, it's not me. So <laughs> That's for damn sure. So then um, I guess just kind of wrapping up a little bit, um, I feel as though that's an excellent kind of segue into the podcast in general, because that's the service that we are offering here. We're offering to be the specialists for something that is a nightmare for a lot of different people. That is an absolute anxiety inducing, like, how do I market myself? How do I market my company? What do I do? What do I do? Because so many people out there have great ideas. They have great things that they want to share with the world. They have great things that they want to put out there and great product. And in many cases, they're that product. No. So like I, I work a lot with IT consultants They're They've got their own LLC. They're the product that we're selling, <laughs> you know, so like branding for them is very important. And I think that you can add a lot to that for a company because you can come be the specialist to take care of the social media that maybe that's not their strength. The company's their strength. Fantastic. Their leadership's their strength. That's where we come in to help out and assist and offer any kind of guidance that we can. So Okay. Well, that's uh, kind of all we've got for today. So we're going to just kind of wrap up here and then uh, tune in next week as we're going to be talking with Deb from DC Interiors. Oh, sorry. Next two weeks from Deb from DC Interiors and just going to kind of go over what her greatest failure was and how she learned to grow and adapt because of it.
thanks so much and have a great one. Wow. Okay. So in closing here, um, I just want to let our listeners know that um, we are practicing a little bit of what we're preaching because in this podcast, you'll notice that there are some noises every now and then. And that's honestly Shelly and I passing the microphone back and forth. Um, We understand that for business owners, a lot of the failure kind of comes at the beginning and then you learn from that and grow from it. So we were going to try to edit those sounds out, but in the end we decided to leave them in because we're learning right along here and we're not going to try to pretend that we're podcast experts with 10 years experience. So we wanted to kind of bring in something at the end here to let you guys know that we're doing this right along with you. So we really wanted to emphasize that this is all a part of the learning process for everyone. So when you start something out new, when you start coming in and you have things and you're like, oh my goodness, we only have one microphone. What are we going to do? Something similar to that. You can do it and you can push through it. Tune in in a couple of weeks as we're going to be talking with Deb from DC Interiors on what her greatest failure was or what she perceives it to be and how she really rebounded that to start up a successful business for with DC Interiors and renovations. We're really excited to be talking with her and can't wait to share that with you all. So thanks for listening and we will see you in two weeks. This has been The Shelly Show.